0: Listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. May the Lord give you his peace. Well, here we are in Holy Week, and we are tracing the last days of Jesus. particularly through the readings at the liturgy. Today we have this really kind of interesting story, probably within about six days before uh, Jesus is crucified, we have this dinner in Bethany with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And um, it's interesting how this account juxtaposes Mary and Judas Mary, who is going to anoint the feet of Jesus with this expensive perfume, this anointed perfumed oil, and then Judas, who's gonna betray him. And uh, it's clear that in the text here, these these two people and how they uh, treat Jesus, they're being held up for us as kind of opposites. Uh, points of contrast Uh, and and i've often thought about other other moments where the the bible does that for example um the good thief and the bad thief you know there's two (laughs) and there's they, they they kind of uh you contrast the two of them how they how they respond to jesus um the parable of the prodigal son the older brother the younger brother you know there's there's these moments it's not in the scripture, but in the, um, the way of the cross, I, I often think of um, Simon of Cyrene and Veronica. Uh, although it's a little different, but they both help Jesus, but in different ways. One in a very feminine way, the washing of the face, and one in a very masculine way, like, let me help you carry that. You know? it's, it's interesting. There, there's different places in the story of Jesus where you find this kind of two people and you kind of compare and contrast and so today we have Judas the betrayer and then um, Mary with this anointing with the oil and um, all kinds of different meanings to what she's doing you can look that up some of the church fathers talk about the uh, you know spiritual meaning of this fragrance filling the house and uh, so a couple of things came to mind this morning first of all where do we find horrible smells in nature well probably the worst smell that you can find is a a dead corpse a decaying body smells horrible so a bad smell is associated with death and uh, matter of fact with mary martha and lazarus earlier there's a reference to a bad smell right lazarus has been in the tomb dead for four days Lord there'll be a smell. So there's a smell theme going on here. And uh, so in nature, the, the, the worst hor- so it's part of God's creation, like God wanted it that way, that a dead, decaying body smells horrible. Um, so that that smell is related to death. And we know in Scripture, death is related to sin, right? Death entered the world through sin. So it's connected to sin, evil, death, horrible smell. That's being juxtaposed with this beautiful smell of this anointing of Jesus, his feet. And I was thinking, you know, um, where in nature do we find beautiful smells? Well, typically I think they're found in flowers, which is interesting because not only do flowers typically smell really beautiful, they also look beautiful. I mean, you look at the what what flowers are in in nature. Uh, it's actually something extremely moving to see that God, in His plan for creation, wanted to create these like, be, you know, beautiful things. It is the, the colors and the designs and the shapes. It's it really. It's saying something to us. And then couple that with the beautiful smell. I don't know how this perfumed oil was made. I presume that there were flowers involved. That these, that's how this oil got that scent. It's beautiful aromas. And how this is being... Uh, he, he makes references. She's doing this to prepare my body for burial. So the, the, the dead body of Jesus... And the tomb of Jesus smells beautiful. It's a sign, that beautiful smell. I would like to say the smell and the beauty of flowers in in God's plan is symbolic of the resurrection. Now, we know that every spring, right? When the flowers, it's starting to warm up and then... Things look dead during the winter, but in spring, boom, there's this like burst of life. It's like nature almost symbolically showing us the resurrection and then the smells and the sights of the flowers in spring is such a beautiful phenomenon. And uh, I can't help but wonder in some ways that God um, had planned symbolic meaning. To, to the very existence of creation and nature. You know, it's very Franciscan, huh? I'm in safe territory here, a so Franciscan. But this smell, this beautiful smell. Now, obviously, um, it, it didn't take long for the early church fathers to see this as symbolic of, you know, when we do good works, there's like a spiritual aroma to holiness and to she's doing something that's a loving affection towards Jesus and the church fathers would say like what she did to Jesus we have to do to the poor we have to you know we, we do this to Jesus by how we pour out our love and our service and our affection on Jesus who is present in others especially the poor so um, that's, that's also very beautiful there is a theme of the poor that's in this passage right with Judas saying ah that money should have been given to the poor um, but we know that the, the, the reality there, obviously, Judas being a betrayer and a thief who had been stealing the money for himself anyway. So something very beautiful, very meaningful, very deep that's present here. Um, you know, particularly in our own lives, we think of our call to live the life of the resurrection, our call to live lives where we spread the perfume of our good works, our, our love, our affection, and... Um, that the, the scent, the smell, would um, would fill the whole world. You know, would fill the whole world with the fragrance of of love, and uh, that's our call. Amen.